Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of this episode of Breaking Truth. This is Don't Unfriend Me, and this is episode 416. Tonight, we're talking about the Southern strategy. You know, the great party switch, the thing you learned about in history books. Wait, you didn't learn about this? Oh, well, this is actually true. Now, there was this huge party switch where all of a sudden, Democrats woke up one morning, Republicans woke up one morning, and they said, let's switch. Oh, wait a second. That's not what happened. Oh, now they're saying, well, it's been over 150 years that this natural progression has taken place. And that's not true either. Huh. Maybe it's the great Southern strategy from Richard Nixon and it happened over 20, 25 years. Maybe, or maybe it possibly could be that the South is no longer as racist as everyone says it is. And they've actually grown out of that like the rest of our country did that the Southerners have embraced Republican and conservative ideals. Is it true? We'll find out in a few seconds. I'll be right back. Thank you for watching Don't Unfriend Me slash Breaking Truth. It's good to have you here tonight. By the way, you can stop by and pick up some Minutemen coffee. It's good stuff. It is the best. It is the second largest veteran-owned coffee company. They're partners of ours that don't unfriend me. I don't get paid for it. I just happen to believe in the product and drink the coffee every morning. I love it, and I'm selling it on don'tunfriendme.com. If you want to stop on by, you can also pick up and go to percivilleflags.com, another good friend of the show, and get wooden flags. They're still shipping for Christmas right up to it. I think today is the last day. So go over there and take a look and pick up a flag from Percival Flag Company. Use DUMB05, and the address is... P-U-R-C-E-L-L-V-I-L-L-E dot com, PercivalFlags.com. Thanks for tolerating that. Now let's get to the show. Democrats always, pretty much every single day, talk about race. We don't care about race. We don't see color. Well, you certainly talk about it a whole heck of a lot. Carol Swain wrote an amazing piece on the Southern strategy and why you really shouldn't buy it and believe it. And it was fairly well articulated and laid out. You can watch it over on PragerU. And it goes a little something like this. Once upon a time, every student of history, and that meant pretty much everyone with a high school education knew this, that the Democratic Party was the party of slavery and Jim Crow, and the Republican Party was the party of emancipation and racial integration. Now, does that mean anything today? Listen, the sins of the father are in full effect here. Where Republicans take issue, and we're certainly not saying that these, these horrible qualities that Democrats possess during the times of the birth of our nation, they're not necessarily transferable to today. I, I would say no. But it's when the Democratic Party tries to create this trope that the party switched and somehow Republicans woke up and were the party of racism, that's when Republicans take a little bit of umbrage with that. And we redirect their thinking and say, wait a second, here's a splash of cold water on the face of reality. Democrats were the party of Confederacy and Republicans were the union. Jim Crow Democrats were dominant in the South and socially tolerant Republicans were dominant in the North. But then in the 1960s and 70s, everything supposedly flipped and suddenly the Republicans became the racists and the Democrats became the champions of civil rights. Why is this? 
Well, partially because Bobby Kennedy and Kennedy moved forward with civil rights and then went ahead and proceeded with LBJ, Nixon, and several other people, obviously senators and congressmen, aiding in the movement of civil rights moving forward. It was a natural progression of things. This may have something to do with it because it was pretty much bipartisan. The only people who were not voting for civil rights was predominantly the South, which were Democrats. So there is mixture of, of, of nuance here that a lot of people forget, but there was also across party lines moving civil rights forward, which creates a little confusion of who it was. Well, it was both parties, to be honest with you, except for those Southern Democratic states. I had a listener come on, pretty smart guy, and we had a conversation about this, and he is absolutely adamant that we're crazy. But the only thing that he can't answer to make his whole claim real is, so you're saying the Democrats were the party of Lincoln and Republicans weren't? They never can quite answer that question. This is a fabrication by the left-leaning academic elites and journalists. And the story went like this. Republicans couldn't win a national election by appealing to the better nature of the country. They could only win by appealing to the worst parts of the country. Attributed to Richard Nixon, the media's all-purpose bad guy, this came to be known as the Southern strategy. It was very simple. Win elections by winning the South, and to win the South, appeal to the racists. So the Republicans, the party of Lincoln, were now to be labeled the party of rednecks. It's interesting when you think about it. Democrats are essentially saying that the United States has stayed stagnant since the 60s and racism hasn't dwindled. It stayed the same. It's just changed its name. That's somehow degrading, don't we all think? Do you think we're less racist than we were in 1960 than we are today? I think everyone knows the answer to that. It doesn't hold water, does it? But this story of the two parties switching identities is a myth. In fact, it's three myths wrapped into one false narrative. So let's take a brief look at each myth in turn. Myth number one, in order to be competitive in the South, Republicans started to pander to white racists in the 1960s. Here's the facts. Republicans actually became competitive in the South as early as 1928, when Republican Herbert Hoover won over 47% of the South's popular vote against Democrat Al Smith. In 1952, Republican President Dwight Eisenhower won the South states, Tennessee, Florida, and Virginia, and in 1956, he picked up Louisiana, Kentucky, and West Virginia, too. And that was after he supported the Supreme Court decision in Brown v. Board of Education that desegregated schools and after he sent the 101st Airborne to Little Rock Central High School to enforce integration. You remember Wallace? Joe Biden's buddy. That's a whole nother story. Myth number two, Southern Democrats angry with Civil Rights Acts of 1964 switched parties. The facts are, of the 21 Democratic senators who opposed the Civil Rights Act, just one became a Republican. There was no switch. The other 20 continued to be elected as Democrats or were replaced by another Democrat. On average, those 20 seats didn't go Republican for another two and a half decades. If you don't know what that means, that's 30 years. Myth number three, since the implementation of the Southern strategy, the Republicans have dominated the South. Facts are Richard Nixon, the man who is often credited with creating the Southern strategy, lost the Deep South in 1968. In contrast, Democrat Jimmy Carter nearly swept the region in 76, 12 years after the Civil Rights Act of 1964. 
1992, over 28 years later, Democratic Bill Clinton won Georgia, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and West Virginia. The truth is, Republicans didn't hold a majority of Southern congressional seats until 1994, 30 years or three decades after the Civil Rights Act. As Kevin Williamson of the National Review wrote, if Southern rednecks ditched the Democrats because of a civil rights law passed in 1964, it is strange that they waited until the late 1980s and early 1990s to do so. They say things move slower in the South, but not that slow. End quote. So what really happened? Why does the South now vote overwhelmingly Republican? Because the South itself has changed. You know, the thing that Democrats say hasn't happened. Growth, maturity, the evolution of a country. Its values have changed as well. The racism that wants to find it doesn't anymore. Its values today are conservative ones, pro-life, pro-gun, and pro-small government. And here's the proof. Southern whites are far more likely to vote for a black conservative like Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina than a white liberal or Stacey Abrams. In short, history has moved on like the other regions of the country. The South votes values, not skin color. The myth of the Southern strategy is just the Democrats' excuse for losing the South and yet another way to smear Republicans with the label, yet again, of being racist. Don't buy it. I want to thank Carol Swain. What an amazing article. I added some ad lib to that, but I love it. If you have someone in an argument and they are in this to the hilt and they consistently say, well, Republicans are the party of racism, there's no doubt that the racist elements remaining in the United States, which are very small and insignificant compared to what they once were under Democratic control, do support the Republican Party. That's a fact. And there's nothing we can do to get around it. Just like Obama didn't do anything to uh, refrain from taking the Black Panther vote or the Antifa vote, or Joe Biden didn't do the same thing with Black militant groups. Folks, you don't necessarily give up votes as a politician and you'd never want to alienate your base, no matter how bad they are. No politician has ever done it. No politician will ever do it. And the reason why is because there's three things that politicians care about. Votes, money, and power. And as long as those three boxes are checked, you can't expect them to do the right thing. And more importantly, you can't expect Democrats to continue to espouse these things with no facts. The parties have went left and right in many different values. If we look at the LGBTQ community, Democrats were openly opposed to it. Republicans were in the 80s with Reagan. You want to take a look at the border and you want to take a look at uh, illegal immigration? Huge Republicans would allow illegal immigrants to come in, and they didn't care during Reagan's time because they were voting for Republicans. And then Democrats, up to two presidencies ago, were screaming to the rooftops to put up walls, and so was Hillary Clinton. But that doesn't mean the party switched. Values change all the time, and it changes with the opinions of the people. And you want to consider it like waves. It comes in waves, just like the economy, just like things that are popular and not. You can't find anything on the Harlem Shake and planking anymore, and I'm sure nobody knows what the ALS challenge is. Like a good, momentous, and forward-moving initiative, platform policy changes with the people and their voice. It doesn't mean the parties change. 
Folks, my name is Matt Spear, and I appreciate you listening tonight. If you'd like to hear more, you can go to my live show, 8.30, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I record a new show Monday through Friday. You can find me at The Dumb Show on all social media. Type it into Google. You'll find me everywhere. I will go out with the last thing that I always go out with Veteran Crisis Hotline. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is a very tough time for veterans right now, especially during the holidays. Please reach out to a vet. Provide this number. You can also uh, type 988 on your phone and you'll be connected to the VCL hotline. It's free of charge. It'll never be reported to your duty station. And remember, if you're not a veteran, it's okay. You're a civilian. They will take care of you too. Folks, do me a favor. Stop by DonutFriendMe.com. Buy a cool shirt, some coffee, some mugs, whatever. 10% goes to the Travis Mannion Foundation and the rest goes in my pocket because capitalism is awesome. Good night, and I will see you tonight at 8.30.